this I'm going to need you to talk me through. <laughs> <laughs> How could this possibly go? Yeah. You made yeah. me laugh and you've shit me up. This fucker sold me on this book so hard. There's a map at the beginning. I ain't reading it. This is boring. No, we don't talk about it. We completely and utterly fucking ignore it, <laughs> bastards. People out there are going, what the fuck? This is the stuff I want to hear from a podcast. <laughs> I fucking loved it. I thought it was brilliant. Hi everyone and welcome back to yet another summer shuffle with your two favourite crones, myself Annette. And Shell. And Shell. Yes, we are here for our third and final summer shuffle. Ooh, 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 ooh. You know what that means though, the end of the summer sh shuffle. We're getting ready for spooky season. Yes, yes. <laughs> let it rain, let it freeze. <laughs> Bring on cosy nights. Oh, fucking climate change. You watch it. The winters will be like our summers used to be. <laughs> oh, no. it's but, but I want to cocoon in a blanket, but it's so hot. Yeah. <laughs> How glad are you you don't currently live in Europe right now? Yeah, I know. Bless them. Yeah, as as we are recording at this point, uh, we're mid in the midst of the um, is it the El the heat wave caused by is it El Nino? I, I don't know, but I know that Europe's on fire. Greece is on fire. Yeah, Spain. Um... Even LA is on fire, isn't it? Yeah, well, Arizona is insane. It's yeah. crazy out there, but we're on the other side of it, so we just get the rain. So it's no, it's you know <laughs> typical summer in uh, the UK at the minute, to be honest. It's like the old days. It is. <laughs> it's like just as the the schools are about to break up for the holidays, the rain comes. Yeah, we'll see how long it lasts. So you know it'll probably switch round and it'll be us that's melting. <laughs> oh God, no, please God, no. How? Well, this is a very British way to start a show, talking about the weather. About the weather. <laughs> Anyhow, moving on, let's not show any more of our Britishness. No, <laughs> as she sips a cup of tea, which I actually am. I've got some tea. <laughs> it's okay. In my defence, mine is in my Happy Valley mug. Mine's in my spooky bitch coffee mug because it's got a lid and I couldn't be asked taking the tea bag out. <laughs> you couldn't be asked to take the tea bag out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's just going to be the measure, guys, for how this episode may pan out. I'm <laughs> I, so tired. If I can't be asked to take the tea bag out of the mug, you know there's something wrong. <laughs> okay. But it's going to be it's going to be fabulous. It's going to be fabulous. Carry on, darling. Carry on. Super great smashing time. Okay. <laughs> so, Michelle, for our third and final summer shuffle, what yes. was your pick from your to be red pile? So I read Natalie Haynes, H-A-Y-N-E-S, mm -hmm. um, called a book called Stone Blind, Medusa's Story. Ooh, you love a bit of Medusa, don't you? I do love a bit of Medusa, um, even though I just said it wrong, but we're going to skip over that. Yeah. Um, 
Um, it was it was so good. So um, just to, to let me open up with two quotes. So our favourite Neil, I can never say his name either. Game. Jermaine, Jermaine, Gaiman. Game. Neil Gaiman said that this was beautiful and moving. Ooh. Glamour said it's a fierce feminist exploration of female rage written with wit and empathy. Damn. <laughs> so, yeah. So I was like, ooh. Rage. I like um, rage. So I had, yeah, I had it in my pile for the to be read pile for absolute ages. I haven't read this author before. Mm. Oh, and it was good. Really? Oh, it was good. It was good, good, good. I struggled sometimes with the jumping about. Yeah. Um, but it was worth it. So, uh, it's basically a retelling of Medusa and the Greek gods. Mm -hmm. So you jump. Your point of view jumps from Medusa. Yeah. Timeline to the Gorgons that raised her, which she, uh, her sisters. Yeah. To the gods who are all petulant bastards. So you've got Zeus and Athena and all of those in it. Um, and Perseus. Okay. And the whole sort of thing of this is, I, I, let me. I want to. I want to need to read you. There's two bits that I want to share with you. Okay, my darling. So this is the. This is page three. Yeah. So. I see you, I see all those who men call monsters, and I see the men who call them that and call themselves heroes, of course. Mm. I only see them for an instant, then they're gone. But that's enough. Enough to know that the hero isn't the one who's kind or brave or loyal. Sometimes, not always, but sometimes, he is monstrous. And the monster, who is she? She is what happens when someone cannot be saved. This particular monster is assaulted, abused and vilified. And yet, as the story is always told, she is the one you should fear. She is the monster. Well, we'll see about that. Ooh, I love it at the end. <laughs> yeah, it was it was really good. I mean, the background for, for Medusa, in case anybody doesn't know, and there's no big spoilers because I'm sure everybody's watched some kind of yeah. film with reference to Spo it. Spoiling um, Greek mythology for you. <laughs> Yeah, do you know what I mean? I think we're safe on that. Yeah. But she goes to the temple of um, Athena, I think it is, Athena. And in the temple, Poseidon uh, comes and he rapes yeah. her. And as a punishment for the rape, so the, the Athena is, is notoriously jealous and possessive. Mm. She can't punish Poseidon, who is her uncle, I think. So she takes it out on Medusa. Um, and that's how Medusa gets her, her snakes and a stone stare yeah. gaze. Yeah. Um, but it starts off way before then when she's a baby. So you get her growing up with these um, gorgons who are terrifying beasts because their dad, who is a lower, I can't remember his name, but he, he's a lower sea god. Mm. Um, he brings the baby to them and she's human apart from the fact that she's got wings. Right. But everything else about her is, is human. And they don't want her. They're frightened of her because they're gorgons. They don't sleep. They're fearless. They, they don't worry about anything. But over time, they they love her. And they, they she becomes the most precious thing in their life. And they feed her. They learn how to bake bread. They start rearing sheep. It's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. So these supposed monsters do everything they can. Yeah. Um, totally change their life around and, and, and begin to, to love her and want to keep her safe against everything. It was it was so, so good. And it, you get a, a perspective as well from Perseus, who is a total dick. Yeah. Um, 
but everybody perceives them as, as the hero. So, I mean, for example, the, the three old crones, can't remember their name, correct me if I'm wrong, someone, but I'm calling them crones. Um, with the, you might remember them from the films, they've got one eye that they share yes. and one tooth, yeah. Um, he needs something from them, so he, he tricks them. He's a bit of a spoiled brat all the way through because you get him from childhood as well because he's the son of, son of Zeus. And um, he tricks them. And later on in the book, because he, he, he basically throws their eye and their tooth once he's got what he wants into the shore. So now they're blind and they can't eat. And, you know, the, the one of the narrators who pops in and out of this says, you know, so you think he's a hero? Think of them three women now completely defenseless. Not that they were nice. Yeah. But they are now completely defenseless. They cannot see and they cannot eat. Yeah. But what was beautiful, I, I don't want to spoil too much of it because it's really, really good, but there was one bit that's just haunted me. Okay. So it's after she has been um, punished and she's now got her snakes in her hair uh, and she, she's got this gaze and she realises about the gaze and she keeps her eyes covered because she doesn't want to turn her sisters to stone. Yeah. So she refuses to uncover her eyes. And he's made it to the cave, and he's he's going to um he's going to kill her, a very sneaky way that he's going to kill her. He creeps up behind her while she's asleep, and he's aided by the other gods. Right. So you know he couldn't do it on his own. He's a total and utter, cow- utter coward. Yeah. But all of a sudden, randomly, there's a section of the book where you jump to the snakes on her head, telling you what's happening. <laughs> oh my God, that's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, so you've got the snakes are having this conversation. Um, and it's it's like, you know, we sensed him coming, we could feel his steps, but we didn't wake up, blah, blah, blah. Um, and there's the, I won't read all of that bit because it's good, but you've got these snakes all having this conversation and bickering amongst themselves as they're retelling her death. One of the lines here is, it, it, you know, he didn't need to be brave to kill her while she slept, so she was asleep. Mm. And then one of the snakes says she was asleep until he held the sword above her neck. Next snake. She was asleep. No, not then. She was, I'm telling you, she was asleep. And he crept up on her while she slept. And then he brought the blade down on her neck. No, she woke when he was standing over her. He kicked two stones into her back and she woke. Don't say that when you know it isn't true. It is true. No, you're lying. She was asleep. Until the final moment she was asleep. If what you're saying is true, and remember this is the snakes arguing, if what you're saying is true, why didn't she open her eyes? You know why. I don't, because she wouldn't kill him. <gasps> oh, you suckered me in then. I'm, I'm sat here with me. And you know when you thought, <laughs> you know when you're like, fuck, because all wow. the way through it, she doesn't want to kill anything. So she's accidentally killed a bird. A bird. She's accidentally killed a scorpion. And now she does. She, she doesn't want to kill anything. Even when she's being assaulted Ugh. by Poseidon, her, her approach. She she endures the rape to protect some mortal women outside. Because he says, you know, if you don't submit, I'm going to go out there and, and kill them instead. Hell. But I just thought that was, you know. Y- y- you know, until the final moment she was asleep. But if what you're saying is true, why didn't she open her eyes? You know why. No, I don't. Because she wouldn't kill him. Oh, I bet that proper got you in the chest, that one, didn't it? You were like, fuck. Damn. Um, and that's, if I show you, can you see, if I put it, I put it against my chest. So. Oh, I have, I have of that one. <laughs> <laughs> I've never used no. that one before. Um. So you've still got about 100 pages, so yeah. this much of the book, 
to go because when she dies that isn't the end oh wow okay and some of the other things that i liked in here was uh it named some of the lesser known gods one of which as you know i've got a bit of the thing about was gaia yes um and that was beautiful as well it, it references the battle of the olympian gods against the giants yeah uh, and gaia was the giant's mothers and there's this this whole bit where she just when when the the gods have killed the giants which are her children she opens the grounds and says no one will ever find their bones and she takes them back into herself because Gaia is the earth, isn't yeah. she? Yeah. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Anyway, I've rabbited on enough. I really recommend this for a summer read. It's it's a bit jumpy, yeah. but everything that it jumps to is relevant, even if you don't realise it's relevant till you get to the bit where it is relevant, if that makes sense. Okay. What's the length of it for those that might be interested? So I did it in two settings two sittings rather than settings <laughs> and it is i did mention i was tired it's 370 <laughs> the paperback is 371 pages oh that's not bad at all that no and it's it's a comfortable it sounds really weird nerdy it's a comfortable font to read oh it's no a, that's not nerdy because we've had this conversation before yeah it's not one of them ones where you're all squinty or it's hurting your eyes or the words are jumbling up um it's a nice cover too Oh, let's see. Make a pretty cool tattoo, this copy I've got. Ooh, very nice. Um, yeah, no, it was good. I, I recommend it. And it, it gives you that insight where, you know, the gods really were petulant bastards. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it was good. And there's 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 a twist with a mum in it. And, yeah, that, that's all I'm going to say. Because I think that you, if you're looking for something to read, you should get a, a copy of that and add it to your, to your pile. Awesome. You, my love, what did you read? I can't remember what was on your list. My one was the Saturday Night Ghost Club by mm. Craig Davidson. And? And, Michelle, this is going to now become my regular summer read. You said that last time. <laughs> and, and, you know, I thought, I thought it would be. No, because I talked yep. about this in our ramble, didn't I? I said, I think it mm. might be. I wasn't wrong. It is. It completely is. Right. Wrong. So on, on audio, it clocks in at just five hours 41. So, you know, that's so nice and quick. Yeah, it's a, a nice little bite size, isn't it? It's only like 270 odd pages, I think. So it's it's really quite short, but it packs a punch. So um, the story is about jake and it's told from two periods in his life as an adult um where he is a neurosurgeon he turned 12 uh, so and that is and that's the majority right. of the book with the intermingling parts of him as an adult kind of showing you know mm -hmm. reflections of things so at it's 1980s uh niagara falls it's it's a bit seedy, it's, you know, and things like that around there at the time. But um, yeah. this kid, Jake, he's slightly overweight, is kind of like bullied by everybody. Even the kid that, you know, um, was his friend mm. the year before when he moved to town it has, t has turned out to be his number one attacker. So he, what he does is spends most of his time with his uncle Calvin and his dad kind of and like allows him to end it's and hang on the relationship between his uncle calvin and uh his dad is a not tumultuous to say or anything like that yeah. it's just the dad can't relate to him because mm -hmm. jake's dad is very much from a big brooding 
family of boys that you know they would go out every night getting drunk and beating people up and stuff like that but yeah. he's kind of, he's yeah. put that by the wayside now once he became a father but he still kind of has that mentality yeah yeah yeah, yeah. whereas uncle calvin is very much um well he owns an occultist store he <laughs> he's into conspiracy theories he he's just this wonderful font of imagination and yeah. jake is very much in that ilk like his uncle yeah. and his mother rather than his yeah. father so this particular summer he's got no one to hang around with and um the these um brother and sister turn up in town and um they run into each other at the uncle's store yeah. and they start bonding this friendship jake's kind of of the opinion even if it's only for a summer and he le- and they leave me by the wayside at least i've had this summer like like he's prepared himself for all this yeah yeah yeah. but then through um a series of events the uncle and the guy who owns the store next door lex (laughs) who owns a beatamax shop (laughs) (laughs) yeah because he thought it would be better that you know vhs was a fan it was going to be beatamax um so with those two and the three and the and the kids they start what they call the saturday night ghost club so mm-hmm. what it instead of the, it's not a ghost hunting what they would do is they would go to different parts of the town where they lived and mm-hmm. uh, they would the uncle would tell them stories yeah um of different hauntings or you know things like that that happened mm-hmm. in these areas and while so you've got that kind of going on in between you've got um the you see it's this coming of age story as well where yeah you know jake starts to fall for the sister he has a crush on her but she's kind of you know she she's going through her own stuff as well it's like can you know when someone describes every kind of summer that you had growing up through those formative <laughs> teen years yeah you know those monumental moments kind of all seen in this one summer for him yeah. But um, but it's how the story turns out at the end. I did not see coming, and it actually made me tear up. Oh, okay. Yeah, it it took me on a journey I didn't know it was gonna go on. Um, yeah. it's it's such a mixture of sweet, heartwarming, but deeply sad. Um, there's lots of issues to do with like i said the coming of age mental health family relationships so it's yeah. not so even though it has this hint of like um spookiness and horror around it it's not really about that yeah. so yeah and what it yeah what it all builds to you honestly don't see coming and it's so th- yeah. this is definitely a recommend then. <gasps> oh a hundred percent if you, i mean it's all the comparisons to like Stand By Me, Stranger Things, you know, that. Yeah. Yes, it is very much that kind of feel, but it's very much a story of its own as well. Okay. And is, is this part of a series or is it a standalone? No, it's a standalone story um, for such a quick read. And honestly, it just invo- it invokes those late, lazy summer days. When, yeah. the, you know, just before everything's about to change, you know, you can feel the changes coming in the air, but you're still quite in the summer mode. And, mm. But yeah, it's, I mean, it, it, it can delve into things of almost like of, of 
like abuse um mm. physical and sexual but it doesn't go into any details it's you know it's like Suggested, you know yeah. what happened just through these conversations but no one there's no deal and yeah. i appreciate and you know i always appreciate that in a book yeah it's but we've had this conversation before where for us suggested is is generally better rather than laying yeah. it on a plate yeah i mean there's 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 one there's one scene where they're playing in a, a junkyard and they encounter a stranger and it's just the way the character yeah. of dove she's so she's 14 where the boys are both uh 12 and it was just her i mean the her and her brother very right not knowledgeable kids knew exactly what they were doing but it was in a way that's like you shouldn't mm. have to know how to react this way you know but uh yeah, yeah i yeah. it has moments of real real funny moments as well it's not old like dark depressing and sad honestly but it's yeah mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. it's it's amazing how much he gets into those the the author gets into those five hours of those 240 odd page at uh, 70 odd pages honestly mm. it's high recommend everyone should read it at least once i'm going to be honestly reading this every summer i honestly will this is going to be one of the when i've yeah. got to eat like a couple of a day or so to myself or if we're traveling anywhere i'm going to just pop this on and just listen to it yep it really is. I absolutely loved it. This has been, I think, my favourite of all of them that I've done. And it's perfect that for a summer shuffle. <laughs> perfect for a summer shuffle. There you go. Excellent. So that was a hit then. We both absolutely. had to It's quite funny, actually, if you Two look back ones. how they're quite... Our choices, how they've kind of meshed really well. Yeah. <laughs> It's really, we, don't, we didn't plan this shit. Neither of us told it, you know, what we were going to be doing or, or didn't look into it when the, when the titles came up. I didn't look at any of yours. I'll be honest with you. I was too busy trying to read mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's just amazing because uh, the, the first two, first two, last two, and these two kind of, in, in our reactions to them, like the first two, it was like yeah. context. So they were both very gothic novels. <laughs> Then, yeah. Then the the next two were not really where we would normally go. No. And then this time it's like did love reads. <laughs> it's just pretty cool, and I think it was nice to have that break, yeah. but have the break in the way that we could talk about it. Because although we do read other mm -hmm. stuff, um, when we normally do the episodes, we normally pre-agree. And people who are listening, you have no idea sometimes what a battle that can be. <laughs> yeah. If one of us, and it can be either yes. of us, it's no one's particularly at blame. It, one of us can have a strop, or a, not even a strop, can have a stubborn moment of no, I don't want to read that. No, yeah, or try to, and like I can't do it. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't want to. Or look, even look at the cover and go no. Yeah. Not <laughs> <laughs> uh, pretty. And we've when we plan our, our year we've we've both done that haven't we you yeah know, we've both got no this this i'm pulling out the no card this is a non-negotiable no card <laughs> yeah it's true <laughs> so it's nice to have that break where we make a point of just focusing on something and then talking about it because when we recommend to each other our private reads, we probably wouldn't go into the level of detail that we just have other than you know oh it's really good yeah yeah definitely Cool. Well, that was all right. I know it? that was 
fun. Oh, summer's coming to an end, Shell. Oh. Yeah, and we do, we do have a return to business book, don't we? Um, which is, is, is Dandelion. Yes, that's the one. And this is a net choice because she's missed exorcism. <laughs> Oh no, I've had this, I think I had this on the list from like immediately last year. <laughs> yeah, it's one that's been a constant theme. Yeah, I've been um, itching to read it for so long, I'm so excited. So that's Dandelion by Alex Bledsoe, if I've said that correctly. Yeah, I think so. You put me on the spot. And it's a, <laughs> and it's an exorcism in the deep south. Yeah, we haven't done um, an exorcism book, as far as I'm aware. Not that I recall. So if we have done one and neither of us remember us remember it, it obviously wasn't very good. <laughs> it would be something like Megan. Oh shit! Yeah, no, we did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh oh. Uh -uh. Um, so yeah, that we will be business as as normal come September with uh, Dandelion by Alex Bledsoe. So read along with us if you want. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I guess that's it, really, isn't it? That's it for this episode. So I'm saying. If you like yourself a bit of a Greek mythology and you're a little bit of a feminist and you want a different twist on it, then, you know, Stone Blind by Natalie Hayes is for you. Awesome. And if you are a fan of nostalgia style entertainment, I would say I definitely recommend this. Um, and it's also been given praise by the one and only Stephen King. So that's always a good go. Ooh, that's always a good yeah. sign, isn't it? Cool. All right, guys. Two for two. Woo-woo. See you next time. Take care. Bye now.